Well, I'm ready. What would be your first question? Hold on. Let me get. Okay. Okay. So I'm taping also. Okay. So I guess we're going to let some people know what we're going to be talking about. You know, for me, this is going to be a very special conversation because for two two general areas that should be a very big interest to my my patients my my people my readers is one you know you're in your hands is the most fantastic mineral minerals you have lipid selenium sulfur zinc and also copper correct yes so you know i'm experienced with the selenium and I recommend the selenium, lipid selenium to everybody because it's, it's, I always say it's about a thousand times less toxic than all the other selenium. So you can take very high dosages. The, the doctor who um, uh, invented this stuff, how do you pronounce his name? Vivinci? Dr. Ravici. Ravici. Ravici who was a genius in the last century, started studying selenium 20 years before anybody else and um, developed this lipid selenium. At the end of his life as a surgeon in New York City, he was injecting it as chemotherapy. The way we use it is orally, putting it under the tongue, but at very high dosages if a person has cancer, especially late-stage cancer. What I'm not familiar with and what I want to talk to you about and for you to tell my patients and readers is how to integrate the selenium with the sulfur and the zinc and the, and the copper, which I'm just beginning to study now, like being pushed into studying copper. That's a very important thing, I can imagine. And the second major thing we're going to be talking about, I hope, is a, actually a misunderstanding of mine. You know, I know you've been involved with chlorine dioxide forever. I meant chlorine, the cesium chloride. For some reason, I thought you stopped. But I hear now that you stopped selling it, but you don't stop supporting it. So that's another, I've never made it in my product, put it in my protocol, because without somebody like you who really knows how to, to work with people to use it, I just was not secure enough. So I want to hear from you. After we talk about the minerals, let's talk about the uh, sesame, sesame chloride. So I'm ears. Okay. Uh, I want to reverse things on you a little. I want to talk about the cesium first because there's a reason why I use the lipid products along with that. Okay. So okay. I, I can tell you how to use cesium from, from my point of view. I've been taking it for over 23 years. I know it's not toxic. The reason that I had to stop selling it is because I got three letters from the FDA. And they, they won't even allow me to bring it into the country. Uh, it's, it comes in as a powder. You've got to convert it to a liquid. Dosages are dependent on body weight and location of the cancer. And the only risk there is in the cesium chloride is watching your blood potassium levels. 
You want to keep your blood potassium levels above 3.8 and below 5.0. So long as you do that, you can take cesium as long as you want. It's a mineral. It's not harmful. It's not toxic. It only becomes toxic when you don't know what you're doing or you take too much of it. You can't take too little, but you can take too much. Dr. Satori started clinic, uh, uh, I, I think here in the States, and then he went to Australia, and then he went back to Austria. But Dr. Satori lost his license because he was in it for the money. He, would, uh, he demanded $50,000 up front. And then he put you in the hospital and he gave you IV uh, cesium chloride in six to nine grams a day. I actually talked to one of his patients while he was in the hospital on the treatment. And the patient told me if he knew that what he was going to experience with this kind of dosage, that he wouldn't have done it. Um, so anyhow, uh, he was successful with um, cases that were just given days to live or in a coma, I, he, he reversed 50% of his patients. So it did still work for some people, but it was very harsh, and, and it was toxic, you know. And FDA claims th- that, that it's toxic, and it's not, because anything that you take too much of becomes toxic to your system. So that that's a poor excuse. Also, I, I, I came up with a method for myself that – you can actually apply it externally on your skin and it'll work just as good as taking it internally. It's not toxic. It could even be classified as a cosmetic because the cosmetics ladies use are have a lot more hazardous material in there than, than cesium chloride, trust me. So anyhow, that's that's kind of the gist. And I've talked to lots of people who have been on this product, that's what the podcast was about, and telling their own experience and their own words and everything. But it works. It's the most powerful uh, mineral available naturally that can actually cause the metabolism of your cells in cancer to go from an acidic metabolism back to a healthy alkaline metabolism. And I'll go over there here in a few minutes. But anyhow, let me let me read you uh, information on the um, lipid uh, selenium and the lipid sulfur. And the reason is I want to read this to you is because when you take cesium or anything that you take naturally that kills cancer cells, you're going to have die off and your body needs to get rid of that die off and your lipid selenium and your lipid sulfur act as a magnet for this die-off. In other words, it attacked, the die-off attaches to it and helps flush it out of your system. And, you know, there's a lot to be said there. But anyhow, the story of Dr. Ravici, this is the story of Emmanuel Ravici, MD, his groundbreaking medical discoveries and his success in treating pain, cancer, and other illnesses with non-toxic chemotherapy. It is true of a physician who has worked, work was published by the prestigious Pasteur Institute, yet who was substantially persecuted and prosecuted by the medical establishment. And that's what they're trying to do with the cesium chloride. They're trying to scare the hell out of people because I believe that if people took their 
efforts and focused it to begin with on the like the pH therapy, there would be no need for chemo, radiation, or surgery. And 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 that's true for better than fifty percent of the people out there. So that cuts into the medical profession bottom line and and that's not something they're going to allow just like dr ravici's lipid selenium they're just not going to allow it if you can find stuff on the internet alternatively that really does kill cancer it won't stay there long because they'll get rid of it there used to be all kinds of information and studies and everything on the internet with cesium chloride 20 years ago you can't hardly find anything now so they basically shut it down Anyhow, go back to this. Kelly Edom captures a genuine feeling of this extraordinary physician often told through the experiences of Dr. Vivici's patients. This story will melt your heart. Lipid selenium is a component of glutathione peroxidase. This is the strongest antioxidant component in the immune system. Without adequate Adequate reserves of glutathione, the body cannot battle against virus and bacterial infections, which Lyme's disease is. These lipid products, especially lipid sulfur, will help diminish the pathogenic die-off. It is difficult for the body to excrete dead bacterial, parasitical, and viral die-off, and sulfur acts like flypaper. Being a such strong attractor of electrons or donator, it attaches to other elements or compounds or detaches or breaks apart other compounds, rendering them safe for excretion. This is called conjugation or deconjugation, which happens in the liver. Both selenium and sulfur are found in the balance of the periodic table. If you look at the balance of oxygen, you will find sulfur and selenium in the same balance, and therefore they both act as oxygenators. They both donate or reduce electrons, which in effect does the same thing that oxygen does. So in effect, they do similar process in the body, and that's why pH therapy products and lipid minerals can be very helpful in the body ridding itself of the disease. Lipid selenium and lipid sulfur should be taken together. Now, I, I've, been ta- I've talked to a lot of people over the last 20-some years, and some of them aren't alive anymore. And uh, I got in contact with a, a Dr. Greg years ago. Uh, he had a product called Chrysalis, and, and uh, you can find them on the internet and stuff, but he put together a, a product uh, called Chrysalis that was really, really effective in providing the body with, you know, everything that it needs. I took over control of that, except... Uh, the manufacturer changed their rules and regulations, and I didn't have a, a big enough following to, to sell what I had to sell in this time that I had to sell it. So I had to discontinue it and find a, a source that was as good and uh, as cheap as his was. So anyhow, uh, he, was a, he, he was a double Ph.D., and he was really, really knowledgeable, and he was retired, and he did his studying. In fact, he came up with a pig, uh, 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 pig intestines for for some disease that really worked, and so on. But 
Here's his, here's his theory of, of the common cause and cure of cancer, which makes a lot of sense. Cancer does not cause cells to turn anaerobic, but rather it is stabilized anaerobic metabolism that is the single cause that turns a normal cell that depend on aerobic metabolism into cancer cells. The proposed cure as an alternative protocols that focus on killing the cancer cells is to restart the aerobic metabolism, which allows the cells to revert back to being quasi-normal cells again. Genetic damage is not corrected, but if the cells are held in a normal state of aerobic metabolism, with time, they will go through the normal process of programmed cell death aptosis, and the cancer cells are permanently eliminated. For the proposed cure, the task is to walk through each step of aerobic metabolism, identify the nutrient that stimulates and assists it, and combine them all in a dietary treatment protocol. And that's what uh, the pH therapy is. It's a combination of things that do that. I don't uh, see any one being the all factor, but according to other people, you can get by just on the, the basics of the pH therapy and all these other products that, uh, you know, you can do along with it. It's, there's not an issue. In fact, there, I, I've talked to people that did the pH therapy and chemo at the same time and did very well. In fact, several of them told me that, uh, that they didn't tell their doctor what they were doing until after they were done with the chemo. And the doctor would always say something like, I didn't expect my chemo to work this good or this fast. So, and, and talking to the people that did this, tell me that the side effects from the chemo weren't that intense. In other words, it was like having the flu instead of, you know, being a lot worse. Some of them said they didn't have any side effects from the chemo. So, you know, I know there's no conflicts there. So anyhow, and the results are good, but you can do it without the chemo. You can do it with the chemo. You can do it with any other therapy that you want. And, um, there's things that, that you may run across that you need, like some people in stage four cancer have lost their appetite, and without eating, you're going to have an issue. Um, so you got to get your body to, to, to accept food or want to eat. And there's a product called hydrazine sulfate. It's a great product. It does help reduce the size of the tumor, but it also helps increase the appetite. Have you ever uh, did any research on LDN? Okay. No. Uh, the email I sent you ha has a lot of that information in there and links. LDN is a prescription drug. It was developed for people that had, uh, um, oh, golly, I'm trying to think of the word. In other words, they they OD'd on, on drugs like heroin and things like that. So the... Uh, LDN was prescribed like in 60 milligrams a day to help curb that appetite. In other words, people who had that problem could take LDN and not have that problem, not have any withdrawal symptoms or anything else. In studies and stuff, they found that in lower doses, it works for people with cancer. Not all people, but some people, because number one, it depends on if you start out with one milligram a day and work up to only 4.5 milligrams a day, which is the place you want to be for the cancer. 
but it's how it's cut. You you don't want to cut it with anything but dextrose. It's a compounded uh, prescription. And Larry, Larry, I I really want to focus on the lipid minerals. Okay. And and the dosage. You know, first let's talk about the selenium and the and the sulfur together, and then let's add the other ones. So for a late stage cancer patient, how much? Uh, selenium would you recommend and how much um, sulfur and okay. would you take them together or slightly apart with the- you, you can do it either way uh, when I first uh, took on this product before I started selling it I wanted to see if there was any toxic effects I started taking 10 drops a day three times a day in other words 30 drops a day the bottle only recommends one to two drops a day, so I, I took a massive dose, and I did that for 30 days. Had absolutely no side effects or anything else from that. I didn't don't have cancer, so I don't know the benefits there. I just know there's no toxic effects from taking more than, than what's, you know, listed. Uh, that's what I recommend, too, 10 drops three times a day. Now, how about the sulfur? Same thing. Same thing. Ten drops? Yep. Ten drops three times times a day. day. So you could take one and then the other right after it. Exactly. Exactly. Now, you asked about lipid copper, uh, and you're doing studies on it. I had a a, a, a customer send me a book. I didn't even ask him, but he sent me a book. It is on copper, and it will really open your eyes because copper – is a necessary mineral for every cell and function in your body. If you're low on copper, all things can develop. The book, the name of the book is The Copper Revolution, Healing with Minerals by by Jason Hummel, H-O-M-M-E-L. It's a big, thick book. There's lots of research in it, lots of helpful information, and it is a good source for... Educating yourself on the importance of copper. So how much copper? Ten drops a day, period. Once a day? Yeah. It seems the same way if you don't have a cold or anything and you just want to do it as a maintenance, ten drops a day. At ten drops a day, your product will last you approximately three months. Thirty drops a day, it'll last you a little over a month, so... Uh, it just depends on how much you take and how long the product will last. When would you recommend more copper and more zinc? I don't know if I would. I think I'd just leave it at that. Just be consistent every day. So basically you're saying if your protocol with these four minerals would be 10 drops of selenium three times a day. 10 drops of sulfur three times a day, 10 10 drops once a day of the copper, and 10 drops once a day of the zinc. Yes. And all could be uh, in the morning dose. They could all be taken together. Yep. (laughs) I do that all the time. (laughs) Okay. That's very clear. That's very clear because – that's what I'm going to recommend to my exactly what I'm going to recommend to my uh, patients exactly. But you the have, four minerals. And you have the, some those dosages. The, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying exactly. That's exactly what I'm going to be recommending. 
that I want people to get from this is that's 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 the protocol. Okay. What uh, what's been the response for the people that have already been using it? Well, I've only really gotten feedback on the selenium. I have been recommending, you know, people who have been recent clients. I didn't know about the copper until a couple of days ago that you had copper. So, but I've been recommending the selenium, the zinc, and the and the sulfur, but a little bit blindly, meaning because I haven't done it myself. You know, I'm I'm going to eat your experience for breakfast. Okay. <laughs> I I hope it works. <laughs> it worked for me, but you know everybody's different. Um, that's why we're going back to the cesium. There's been so much bad information given, and still bad information given from people that just are in it for the money, and they just don't care, and it bothers me. So uh, I've been. Uh, I've been talking to people for 23 years now, and I have all kinds of stories that people told me that weren't recorded. I've only been recording stories for the last two years. I've been talking to people for over 23 years, and there's a lot of stories I'm not going to get because those people that, that told them died of natural causes. But I had one lady about 20 years ago that I talked to who went to her doctor her doctor uh, diagnosed her with cervical cancer, and it was unoperable, and chemo wasn't going to do her any good, and he gave her six weeks to live. That was devastating to her because there was no hope offered whatsoever. She she called me up and, and told me her story. I gave her some ideas what other people had done and all that kind of stuff. That's about all I can say because <laughs> FDA. But anyhow— uh, she did the therapy for three months. She went to a completely different doctor, uh, got a diagnosis as a first-time patient so that the doctor wouldn't look for the records of the previous doctor and, and establish his his thought over what the previous doctor found. It was He was evaluating it on his own information that uh, wasn't predetermined from somebody else. But anyhow, he went through the uh, test and everything, and he came back and told her, he says, we can remove that tumor. And so she just jumped on it. And she called me up, and she actually sent me a letter, and I lost the letter years ago. I, I hate that because she, she explained in detail what she went through and what they found. They took out a nine-pound cervical tumor. The tumor was 95% dead. Only 5% of the tumor was still living tissue. The great thing is, is it didn't have any roots going out from it, attaching itself to other organs in the body, which before it did. So what she did for three months killed all those uh, roots that went out to the other organs in that area and killed 95% of that nine-pound tumor. And once it was removed, she was cancer-free. Now, this is a lady three months before that was only given six weeks to live without any hope of anything working for her. So I have lots and lots of people tell me stories like that. Animals, you know, animals, 
you can work with animals the same way. You just have to reduce the dosage. Um, and if you reduce the dosage and you apply it externally, because animals can't take it internally, it makes them deathly sick. But if you do it externally a certain way and mix it a certain way, it works just as good as external as it does internal. And, and the thing is— You're talking take, about the cesium. You're talking about the cesium. Yes, about the cesium, absolutely. Cesium. So tell, how, you know, how can you take— cesium uh, safely and with the aspect of the potassium without testing meaning what's a conservative way say you know somebody who doesn't have testing or they're not they're not interested in testing but they want to use it safely is there a way yeah there is with common sense uh hopefully people that do this have a little common sense uh the method the, First of all, anybody can get a blood test. They're not get a, a prescription from their doctor for it, but they can go into an independent lab, plop down their checkbook, and pay for the test. Okay, so it's just a matter of going, taking time, and going to get the test. And but how often would you need to test for it? In the beginning, every two to three weeks. Okay, because that's when the change is going to take. And if you know, if it, your blood potassium levels stabilize then you can stretch that out to every three or four weeks. But in the beginning, every two to three, because most people that start this are already low on potassium. And the diet needs to be rich, the foods that are rich in potassium too. But one of the indicators of getting low on potassium without a blood test, I found, is a simple test. And it sounds stupid, but it, it actually works. You sit in a chair or lay in the bed no socks on, and you curl the toes on both your feet. If you're low on potassium, your feet will cramp and your calves will cramp too because potassium affects the muscles. So it seems to show up there if you, if you clench your toes on both your feet. If you cramp, you're low on potassium, take a dose right away. Um, right. But, you know, it's best to get the blood test. That's, that's the sure thing. But, you know, the, the other... So, so would you say a nice thing to do with cesium would be potassium bicarbonate? No, potassium chloride. I always believe in the salt form of minerals. Number one, it dissolves in distilled water completely. Number two, it absorbs in the cells a lot easier. The body doesn't have to digest it or break it down. It can just absorb it. That's why cesium mixed with DMSO absorbs through the skin and goes directly into the bloodstream. It doesn't go to the digestive system. It goes directly into the bloodstream through the skin, and it really does work. Most of the people and drive, driving it in, driving it in with DMSO. Yep, yep. You mix it with DMSO a certain way, and bingo, you got an external application. Now, some people can take it internally. I know I do. Some people can only take it externally. Some people will take it half internal and half external. Now, the downfall, the downside on the people that can't take it internally is an upset stomach, diarrhea, and uh, lack of appetite, okay? And, and, and going external, it doesn't cause any of those. But like myself, I can take it external every day now on and it doesn't affect my digestive system like that uh, but some people so how much how much how much would you use 
Well, that depends on that, 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 that's on individual basis based on the location of the cancer and their age, their body weight, and so on. So there's a lot more to it. But uh, if people have a question about this, they can just email me at youkillcancercells at gmail.com. And I can send them an email with lots of information that can help them. But I, I, I don't give out dosage information and everything until I know what I'm dealing with. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I feel responsible uh, for helping uh, others that way because if they get the wrong information, they can hurt themselves and uh, by not knowing what they're doing. So they buy, buy, they need to buy the product from a company like in England, right? Yeah, it's in uh, Lithuania. Uh, just Google Pure Cesium. You'll get their website. Uh, on the bottom of their page, there's a, a, a link or a, a, you can click on the link to take you to the contact information. They have a California number, so you can actually call up and talk to somebody. I think Lucas uh, handles the uh, phone calls, and he's been very good to work with. But uh, that's how you'd find your source there. Is there any problem bringing it into the United States for them to ship? I, I, so far, everybody's gotten it, but that's because the FDA doesn't know they're getting it. Uh, the, the product being sent to me got stopped in customs, and that was the end of that. I waited three months for a ruling. See, they, they made a ruling saying that cesium was toxic and wouldn't allow people to get it. Except uh, I I was doing it external and people were working with it externally and they didn't have a ruling for that because it's like cosmetics. I mean, women put stuff on their face and their body every day, which causes cancer because it absorbs into the skin, absorbs into the bloodstream. Maybe not as fast as cesium and DMSO, but over a period of time can uh, and repeating the process every day, there can be, you know, consequences to that. So uh, that is one of the things, you know, people have to watch out for. But taking it externally, it, it just goes right into the bloodstream. And it works that way. And uh, so anyhow, I forgot what I was talking about before then. No, uh, we're talking about dosages, and do you, uh, when somebody orders from you, say they order the, the, the four minerals, and they communicate with you their intention to do cesium chloride, do you have a, a, a consultation fee for that? Or Yeah, it's it's a one-time $100 fee, and, and, and basically, I have to be really careful because they can hammer me for practice in medicine. I'm not practicing medicine. I, I just want to make sure people don't get themselves into trouble with a product they don't understand. And, and uh, you know, that's my main goal. It's not a moneymaker. You know, it's a family-owned and operated business. Uh, I have uh, a wife and two daughters that are in it. My third daughter's not in it. And uh, we each make a little over $250 a week. <laughs> so it's not a, not a money thing. Uh, so anyhow, uh, the big problem is with other people out there, it is a money thing. And I had talked to one 
one uh, couple, elderly couple that that wanted me to jump in in the middle of working with somebody else, and I found out that they spent thirty five hundred dollars for bad information. Now, I didn't want to get in the middle of that. I told them they're going to have to go back to the people they spent that kind of money in because I did not want to get in between all that. But, you know, people are taking advantage of. I mean, how do you put a value on your life? You know, it's it's, it's scary. And, uh, you know, people respond that way. They don't care what it costs. But I do. And uh, I try to keep that cost down and, and the results up. So, anyhow, it is the only therapy I know of that really can help the person get rid of cancer. And then you take all the other therapies and, and take along with it, and, and it will only benefit you uh, a little you know, more than just the therapy by itself. How about, how about the general health effects of cesium? Is it... If you don't have cancer, would you? Would anybody use it? Yeah, it's funny you ask that. I was thinking about talking about that, and I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, about let's see, 25 years ago, uh, I've had fibromyalgia since I was 20 something. Um, I had uh, a uh, I got injured on the job working at Disney World as it was coming out of the ground. I twisted my knee. I got a hold of a bad doctor uh, who misdiagnosed it. And by the time that he found out what the real problem was, the cruciate ligament that was the main ligament between the knee uh, completely had dissolved. It wasn't there anymore. So they did surgery on it. It got infected. Uh, I had to change doctors because the doctor that did the surgery uh, wouldn't acknowledge the infection. <laughs> so I went right across the street to his competitor and got put in the hospital with a, a staph infection in my knee. So anyhow, make a long story short, with the uh, uh, injury and everything, I limped and all that kind of stuff. And I developed fibromyalgia. And, and the fibromyalgia, when I was 18 to 20 years old, was so bad that they took 50 cc syringe of now, uh, Novocaine and uh, uh, other things like that uh, to deaden the pain in the main muscles that went up on each side of my spine. In fact, those muscles got so rigid, it was like a steel bar uh, on each side of the, uh, the spine. But anyhow, I was on all kinds of drugs, and none of it worked. And, and I got st- tired of dealing with putting up with the pharmacist saying, are you sure your doctor's taking all that? You know, <laughs> the doctor was prescribing it. I was taking them as the doctor prescribed them, and then they still get on me for taking them. So I got tired of all that. So I started doing research, and I ran across cesium chloride. I ran across the Dr. Warburg, who won the Nobel Prize with the cesium chloride, I ran across Dr. Brewer in the later years. I even would worked with Dr. Brewer's lab assistant on cesium chloride. I actually talked to Dr. Satori in Australia, and I, I, I dealt with Dr. Gregg. But anyhow, uh, I did my homework and everything, and the theory behind the cesium chloride is oxygenation. It doesn't kill cells. It 
oxygenation. It helps the cell, cancer cells, convert back to an alkaline metabolism. And oxygen for your healthy cells is healthy. So I took that information and I bought the cesium chloride. I figured out a dosage, and I don't know how I did it, but I figured out a dosage for myself and started taking it. Now, I've been a jack of all trades. I've done so many different things in my life. It, 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 it's amazing. One of my things was is firework season. And firework season in my area is a matter of going out and putting up tents and tables and renting space and everything. And it's, it's work 24 hours a day because you only have two weeks to make a living out of the whole year. And so you're really pushed to it. And, you know, the, the pain from the fibromyalgia and everything when you were working like that was tremendous. And so anyhow, I started taking the cesium before that season hit. And I was so busy, I wasn't paying attention to what the effects of what I was doing was doing. And after the season, I woke up one morning and got out of bed, bent over and put my socks on. And when I did that, it, it hit me. When is the last time I've ever been able to bend over, getting up from bed and putting my socks on without any pain or impedance? And I thought, holy crap. And then I started analyzing that I didn't have any more fibromyalgia pain, any more muscle cramping. All that's gone away, and it's been gone for 40 years. I don't even have any arthritis now. I still take cesium. I take a reduced dosage because cesium is an accumulative mineral. When, when you uh, take it for a long period of time and your body builds up that amount that it retains, it takes three months for 50% of it to dissipate from your body. So you get it built up, you can take three-month break and still have 50% retained in your body. So when you start taking it again, you don't have to take as much. I've been taking it for 23 years, so I kind of, you know, modified the, the dosage based on that information. But uh, there are times I take more of it if I feel like I need to. It's not an issue. Um, my potassium levels are fine. Uh, and, you know, I just... That's that's how I got started, uh, is, is a fibromyalgia problem. Now, when I started taking it for, you know, longer than, than uh, the fibromyalgia had already been cleared up and I still took it, I had cancer show up. I didn't know I had cancer, but it showed up. And I didn't know that it was cancer. I, what I did, uh, what, what showed up, and it showed up on my left forearm, my right forearm, my chest, my legs, my calves. I've had a little water blister, a little water-type blister. You know, that looked like the skin, you know, it, it didn't have any water under it, but you could tell it was not right. And it itched like crazy. I mean, and you could scratch it until you bled, and it, it would continue to itch. When the skin came off that area, it wouldn't heal over. So uh, at the time, black salve was available. You've heard of black salve. And uh, I applied the black salve to each of those spots. 
And within 15 minutes, I had a, an immediate reaction. So I knew they were cancerous. So I started putting that over my body. On my left forearm, which I know what caused the cancer now, on my left forearm, it went, uh, there was about a six-inch spot, two, uh, two inches wide and down to the bone in two places. That's where the cancer was. And the black sap took it out, and it's all healed back. I have the scars to prove it, but it was scary to deal with. But I would have never known that I had cancer had I not been taking the cesium because the cesium made its surface. And, uh, you know, I've had basal cell cancer. We have a product for basal cell that you can put a drop of this material on it, put a Band-Aid over it, and in three days it's gone. Uh, so, I mean, there's there's all kinds of things out there that uh, people don't know about and because it's hidden. I emailed you something this morning on the original Rife equipment. If you get a chance to read that email, uh, you'll see why I recommend the original Rife equipment, which is frequencies in the analog frequency range uh, and not in the uh, megahertz range. So Rife didn't have any equipment back then to, to generate any frequencies above the analog hertz range. And so this is the only equipment available out there, and it's very, very uh, advanced, but very simple at the same time. But it's the only equipment that I know of that uses the original analog frequencies that Rife used. And these people have been in business for Oh, 25, 30 years, and uh, they're very good with what they do. In fact, I've got several. I got one of their original machines that I paid a whole hell of a lot of money for, but uh, they don't make those anymore because they were built with uh, tubes instead of uh, uh, chips because the uh, tubes are what Rife originally used, and since then they've converted over to chips that have been programmed to do the same thing the tubes are doing. But anyhow, there's just a lot of helpful information out there for people that uh, want to fight this on their own. And there are no conflicts whatsoever with any of the things I recommend uh, for cancer with uh, chemo, radiation, or surgery. In fact, I tell people, hey, go ahead and do the chemo. It, 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 it's not going to hurt you. Uh, to do the both at the same time. Well, I want to thank you very much. I want to cut this short because I don't want it to be too long for yeah. people to yeah. listen we, to we patients. Can, we can do this again. I thank you very much. I'm much clearer now on the minerals, and you opened up my vision to cesium. Cesium or cesium? I call it cesium. Some people call it cesium. So I go either way. But cesium, cesium, you know you know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So, and it's spelled different ways, too. <laughs> so I want to thank you very much. You now really clarified my mind. Of course, I believe in these lipid minerals. I, you know, Vivinci's work was a genius. And uh, so... Expect a lot more calls from my clients. Okay, Guy. Well, I will uh, definitely help them the best I can. And if you have any questions or need help with any of them on this, you'll just let me know. I'd be glad to help you help them. For sure. For yeah, sure. See, uh, when I go, unless my kids take over, which two of them are involved, anyhow, uh, 
a lot of this information is going to be lost, but I am coming out with a book that uh, goes through a lot of the information with dosages and side effects and everything else, because depending on where the cancer is, it can present you with different side effects. And, and the reason is, is because inflammation and inflammation is an immune system response, but there's certain things you have to do in certain situations. Well, again, thank you, Larry. All right, Guy. You take care and have a wonderful day. You too, man. All right. Bye-bye now. Take care. Bye-bye.